I don't care whether you're an extrovert or an introvert. We're talking about building relationships and anybody can do that. And you can do it through social channels. You can do it through email. You can do it through Zoom. You can do it with whatever platform you're comfortable. But the long game is that these relationships will start to lead to results later. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. You may be expecting a Wednesday expert interview. That's usually how we run things. But I've made some executive decisions lately. Booking guests is hard, right? It's hard to get a consistent flow of 52 weeks of 52 guests. Sometimes we get this six-week buffer where I've done a tons of interviews. Other times, I've had cancellations and it's a struggle to keep up with. A little behind the scenes action here. When we have those moments happen, sometimes I'll run a rerun, right? I'll run an older interview that I think has great value that may be new to an audience that's listening right now. That's one technique we use. The other technique is let's do a Monday style interview on a Wednesday. I like to call it breakfast for dinner because everybody's used to having breakfast in the morning and everybody's used to the Monday podcast being a fan question, but sometimes you just got to mix it up because it can be fun. I like fun. I've come to that conclusion in my life. I like fun. So we're going to run with this. It is a Monday on a Wednesday. Question today comes in from Hannah. Hannah did not say where she's from, so I'm going to guess that she's from Washington State. Don't ask me why I'm guessing that. Actually, you can ask me why. It's because I knew somebody named Hannah from Washington State. There you go. Hey, Brian. I really liked your interview with Maddie Fowler Burkhart. She mentioned how networking helped her land a job in Nebraska, but that it is a long game. Can you explain what that means and maybe provide some insight into the why and how of networking? I'm pretty new at this. Hannah, this is a great question. I love that you listened to a recent episode that was last week's episode with uh, Maddie Fowler Burkhart. She's the assistant AD for annual giving at University of Nebraska. Amazing, amazing conversation. And she did touch on networking a little bit and she did talk about it being a long game. So I'm glad you picked up on that. That's why I want to read your question. It's because you did a good job listening and therefore I want to help you understand this concept better. We can also go back to the basics, the foundations of network building because a lot of the people in our audience are starting out without any kind of a network. If you're listening right now and you fit that category, that is 1000% okay. I didn't have a network when I was a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior in college that built over time and little steps along the way. You can do this differently. You can start building your network now. So let's talk about some ground rules, some why, some how, and why it's considered a long game. First off, let's start with the ground rules, networking. Networking, most people hear and think that's people doing small talk at some sort of a conference or an event or after class or wherever it may be. And while that can be true, that's not the only methodology we're working with here. A lot of people hear that, myself included, and think to themselves, I, I don't like that stuff. I don't like the small talk. I don't like going to conferences and yucking it up with people. I don't like, you know, a lot of forced small talk in order to get to know people. Very uncomfortable for me, not my comfort zone, but I have a really good network. And I know other people that are considered that they'd consider themselves introverts. I would not go that far as to call myself an introvert, but I know others that are introverts that are like, I can't do that networking thing. Let's get over that fear first. You can network in ways that don't require you to go do small talk at the bar with somebody after a conference or whatever, okay? Some event on campus, whatever it may be, some networking mixer, all that stuff can, you can say, that's not me, but you can still network. 
And the way you do it is often through social media channels, email outreach, other ways and methodologies. We'll get into that in the why. But first, I wanted to just frame your mind around this concept of anybody can network. Okay. Now, here's what we mean by it being a long game. Networking is not just add water. It is not instantaneous results. You are not going to meet somebody, connect with them on LinkedIn, have a conversation and have them offer you a job. Sometimes it may take six months. It may take a year. It may take more than that. It may come back to help you later on. It may not just be in the form of a job. It could be advice. It could be a lead into something. It could be a connection to somebody else that leads to something. Networking has a great effect on your career, but it doesn't happen instantaneously. So you have to be aggressively patient, right? You have to be aggressive in the methodology of building your network, but you have to be patient with the results. And that's okay. You just, you have to stick with some principles that you're willing to act upon and then not be knocked off that pace if you don't get those instant results. Let's go back for a second though. I wanted to get to that concept of long game because you asked specifically about that. Our goal here in networking and everybody's goal here should be in quality of connections, not quantity. Let's be really clear. Clicking a button on LinkedIn or going to a conference and getting somebody's business card is not complete networking. You have not built a relationship. You have not started a dialogue. You have not built anything. All you've got is one little piece of the, of the process. And even then, I would argue many go about that part the wrong way. So I would much rather people focus on the quality of the connection. Is this somebody that's on my path? Is this somebody that's an influencer in the industry that's extremely knowledgeable? Is this somebody that's an insider and maybe has connections that I don't have? Is this somebody willing to mentor and teach and advise? Is this somebody that's a hiring manager and may know other hiring managers that could lead to a job? Like, who is this person and how they fit in your world? And- it doesn't need to be 100 of those. It doesn't need to be 500 of those. It could be 20. It could be 20 people that really align with your needs that you do a good job of making relationships with, which gets me to my next point. This is about relationship building. Networking should be replaced with relationship building. And if it takes you more effort to get there, which it should, and your number is lower because of that, and it's 20 or it's 30, that's okay. You can have a flourishing network with those kind of numbers. Work slowly when you start getting into LinkedIn conversations, when you start uh, getting business cards or email addresses and start communicating with somebody. Don't ask, provide. Coming right out of the gate, sending huge messages about your life story, making really bold asks like, do you have any leads on a job for me? I really am desperate. That sort of stuff doesn't work because this person doesn't know you and you've basically screamed out from the high hills, this is going to be a high volume commitment for you, the person I'm trying to talk to, because I'm going to ask for lots of stuff and I'm going to expect you to provide. So let's say you knew somebody famous and some, you met somebody at a conference and they were like, oh man, can you introduce me to Kevin Durant or whatever? Like that's the famous connection, let's say. Would you be like, well, no, I can't, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to burn my connection with Kevin because I'm introducing him to some random fan at a, at a conference. Same concept here. If you come right out of the gate and say to somebody else, like, oh, can you help me get a job at ESPN? You work at ESPN. Can you help me get a job at ESPN? You're going to be like, no, I'm not going to burn my connections with the talent acquisition team for this person I don't even know yet. So work slower, build a relationship. We'll get into the nuances, but asking questions, engaging in, in thoughts, like 
being a thought leader yourself. That's how you start to build your personal brand and start to build some of these relationships. So just have it in your head. It's not fast paced. It's, it's a long game. It is not just add water. Building relationships and working slowly in this process. So now let's get into the how a little bit. There are three really great tools I want to start to talk about here. Number one is LinkedIn. You should be maximizing LinkedIn as a platform. Master your pro profile, your portfolio. I don't want to tell you how to do that right here. That can be a different conversation, but you really want to master every one of the fields and everything you can do to master the art of a LinkedIn profile before you start networking, because all these people are going to check you out on LinkedIn and vet you before they decide to commit to any kind of a relationship. So have that worked out first. But let's say you want to be an operations coordinator in the NBA or in the G League, and you're going to look for operations coordinators in the G League on LinkedIn, find their contact information. You can be a voyeur and just look at their LinkedIn bio and see how they got hired. Like, what did they do for internships? What did they do for their first job? How did they get this job? You can learn a lot that way, or you can actually reach out to them and try to connect. Now, the key here is when you do try to connect, you have to include your why. Why am I connecting? Why does this relationship make sense? And on LinkedIn, there is some tricky methodology that I just learned that you can thank you to Karen Baleska from University of Missouri, St. Louis for sharing this with me. But I will tell you, the easiest way is if you're on your laptop or your desktop and you connect with somebody on LinkedIn, you have the option to add a note and you have 300 characters to do so. And you can explain in there. I'm a junior in college. I would love to work in basketball operations. I see that you're the operations manager for Team X. I would love to connect and continue to learn from you. Okay, so now what have you done? This person gets the request and they are able to read and understand who you are. You are not a, a threat coming after them. You are not a salesperson trying to pitch them on something. You are somebody saying, I want to do what you're doing. I'm, I'm interested in your world. Can I learn from you? Most people will open their doors to that. If you are well thought out. You ask him, you make a really clear point in there. Your grammar is on point. The structure of the ask is really strong. That's important too, because you're representing yourself in these conversations. Even when adding a note, your personal brand comes into play here. Don't let them form an opinion that you're sloppy in this. Take your time, write a good note, let them understand why this conversation makes sense or this relationship makes sense. And then when they connect with you, work at that relationship, show up, in their feed. Meaning if they share something, read it. I know crazy. They share an article based on the, from the sports business journal, read it, and then ask back an open-ended question based on that, uh, on that article. If they shared something on, let's say the security changes post COVID or, and you wrote back cause you're interested in operations, how this all works. Like what was that process like for your team deciding how to get back to work after COVID? You've now opened the door for them to interact with you by asking a very simple 10-word question that is right in their wheelhouse. And what you've also done is you made a brand impression on them. Oh, there's somebody. I just connected with them. And they, they said they're a junior at, at University of Missouri, St. Louis. And they're interested in asking me a good question based on this article I just shared. All of this feeds itself. Now they remember you. That name stands out. Now you can ask more open-ended questions. Being visible in their world. Now, I want to be really clear. Liking their post is lazy and gets you nowhere. Liking their post is a vanity metric for them. Now, that said, I'd love it if you like all my posts because not enough people do, <laughs> which hurts my vanity. But what I'm saying is that helps that person. 
They see, I got 130 likes. That's awesome. My, my, what I said was popular. It doesn't help you. They're not going through the list of 130 people and having positive vibes for each of them. But if you're one of the five people that actually commented on the post and asked a good question rather than, great share, Barry. Good work, Barry. Yeah, right? You're actually sharing a question and making them think. That is a much stronger brand impression. Do this over time. If you see that their team broke attendance records, share the article and say, hey, what did you guys do different this year? If you see they launched a new uh, partnership or a new sponsorship on their jerseys, hey, what was that negotiation like? That must have been really interesting. Asking these kind of open-ended questions is how you build a relationship and you position yourself as somebody really curious who wants to grow in the industry and has a lens for the business. Leverage LinkedIn. It's like everything is right there for you to make these connections and build the relationship. Next tool for you in your toolbox, informational interviews. You can still use LinkedIn to get you there. An informational interview, which I've done other podcasts on, you can listen to all those details in there. But what I'm telling you right now is the idea here is an informational interview isn't to get a job, it's to gain knowledge and to build a connection. So you can reach out to somebody after you've had a, you know, built a little bit of relationship with them and say, you know, I, as I've mentioned before, I'm a junior in college. I'd really like to get into operations. If I can get 20 minutes on the phone with you to ask a couple really pointed questions about how you got started in the industry, I would be forever grateful. Something like that. I'm just riffing off the top of my head, right? But what you've given them there is a parameter. It's 20 minutes of your time. And I'm, I'm just a young person trying to learn more about the industry. There's no threat to them. If you position it this way, and then you have a conversation with them about how they got started, about who their mentors were, about what they've learned along the way or what skills really set them up for success, the, you can take so much knowledge from that. And they're seeing you as a curious person. Two benefits of the informational interview. You're getting knowledge that can help you grow and you're making a connection with somebody. They're going to see you in a different light and respect that. The last one I want to tell you, and I did already mention this a little bit, but the art of open-ended questions. Don't ask yes or no questions. Don't just say, great share, Barry, like I mentioned before. Next time, Barry. You have to read the content they're sharing. This, I look at this like a tool that you can use to kickstart a conversation telling you this happens to me 10 times a week. I'll get a LinkedIn request. I'll accept from somebody, which I'm always glad to do. You can fully connect with me on LinkedIn, include a note, right? Prove you were listening. But then somebody will drop their entire life story on me. And then I did this and then I did that. And then what do you think I should do? And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so much. But those that start to warm up the relationship and ask an open-ended question like, so what was your process for launching your podcast? Or what were the best promotional things you did to really start to build the audience? Or when you worked in the sports media, what was the biggest challenge dealing with anchors? Whatever. I don't know. Ask somebody a question in their wheelhouse, though, and they're going to start to engage back with you because they like to talk about this stuff. We like to talk about our accomplishments and our jobs. And I'm going to remember those names. I also said earlier, work slowly. Don't ask. Provide. I'm telling you, I will list people off the top of my head. They've talked with me. They've shared some of my posts. They've, they've been involved or whatever. And I've gotten to know them a little bit. And then they're like, hey, you know, I know Lauren Sisler is a reporter for the SEC Network. Would you like me to connect with you? I think she'd be a great guest on your podcast. That was Gregory Goodman. And that was two years ago. And I still remember Greg's name because he's an awesome guy, but also because he stood out by doing it this way. He provided me with something. He provided value to me. And it doesn't always have to be like this big thing, a big guest, but even, even a good conversation that's on point with something happening in the business world can be a, something you're providing, right? You're providing a forum to have a good, thoughtful conversation. 
So just don't always be asking for things. I understand asking open-ended questions is asking for things, but what I mean are tangible things like, can you get me a job? Can you introduce me to this person? That puts somebody on the spot. What you're going to be asking or providing is a conversation about something on trend in the sports world. That's much better. So Hannah, if you go about it with this concept, I don't care whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, we're talking about building relationships and anybody can do that. And you can do it through social channels. You can do it through email. You can do it through Zoom. You can do it with whatever platform you're comfortable. But the long game is that these relationships will start to lead to results later. And like I said, it can be more than just a job. It can be advice. It can be helping with negotiating a salary. It can be, you know, anything really that provides value to you on your journey. So networking has great value. Just stick with it, even if you don't get amazing responses right out of the gate. Stick with the activities of building a relationship. All right, everybody. Thank you for enjoying Breakfast for Dinner, a Monday show on a Wednesday. Actually, I kind of like these. These are fun conversations. So thank you for tuning in. I got some great interviews lined up. There's going to be more guest interviews. Don't you worry. But we like these topics that we can dig into and give everybody the foundational knowledge they need to survive in the sports industry. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. I love growing this show with all of you. See you on Monday.